You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Good day and welcome back to another edition of China Africa Talk, the program that brings you news, views and discussions from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm your host, Bridget Matambiwa, coming to you from Beijing. And in today's discussion, we will be looking at youth engagement in poverty eradication and future job creation. And joining me on the line are two guests, Zhongxu Xie and Cheng Huaquan. Now, Zhongxu, who I'll be referring to in this interview by his other name, Hazim, served as the second president of the Student Association of the Belt and Road Initiative and is now the head delegate of China to Y20-2022. And his track focuses on sustainable and livable planet, providing comments from youth on global climate change issues. Our other guest, Awan, is a China-based South Sudanese. Now, he's the co-founder of Youth Peace and Leadership Organization and served as team lead at Student Association of BRI Global Peace Ambassador for Global Chain Young Africa Leaders Initiative and Africa Union Youth Volunteer. Awan is contributing his quota through social advocacy to promote digital education, youth empowerment, peace and security, good governance, international relation and diplomacy with China Africa as his main area of focus. Listeners, please note that this recording was pre-conducted out of the studio earlier this week on the National Youth Day of China via Skype. Awan and Hazen, thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. Uh, thank you for inviting us and being here today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. Now, one according to UN stats, the share of Africa's youth in the world is forecasted to increase to 42% by 2030 and is expected to continue to grow throughout the remainder of the 21st century. That's basically more than doubling from the current levels by 2025. What is the road for 2030 for youth in fragile states? What are the trends in Africa that you are seeing that you think others should be aware of? Thank you for the question, and I would like to say happy youth day to my good friend and brother, Azim. As we celebrate and commemorate this day, it is a very important day to all Chinese youth and all youth that are in China. So thank to us and happy youth day to us. Coming back to your question, I would like to say that the road to 2030 for youth in Project State is rough, as we all know, but there are hopes that it can be possible that 2030 will will arrive when we have already done some few things that need to be done for young people to enjoy and celebrate their own countries wherever they are, regardless of fragility and situation that is happening. And to be sure that the population of young people is increasing every day, and it is worry when there are a lot of challenges that are facing them, which is very unfortunate. But as we are looking forward in this fragile state and there are a lot of problems and we know all the problems such as unemployment related to youth, problem of peace and security, poor leadership and to mention few, these are things that we need to work on for us to reach 2030 in achieving the state of young people in terms of work and job security. Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, how can youth become more engaged in global markets and investments as our topic is youth engagement in poverty eradication and future creation? 
What is your take? How can youth become more engaged in global markets and investments? There are few, quite a lot of things that need to be done, but it is not only uh, with the youth as a, a part of the stakeholders, it requires other stakeholders to be part of it. And these stakeholders are such as government, civil societies, international organizations, they can play part as a component to realize the future of young people. There are things that need to be done, such as looking into the labor force of each country. There are labor laws that are outdated. We need to be updated so that they can reflect the current situation and current dynamic of how the world is going and how young people are integrated from national to regional and from regional to international level. So looking at labor laws and looking at them whereby they need to be changed and to meet the needs of the current demand is one of them. Number two, even though the government in those countries cannot deliver a lot of services, the other solution is for government to look into education. Education is the key to everything. So if government can promote or introduce practical provision of practical skill through vocational training, that can also empower them to be independent and create their own job and create a space whereby they should not be reliant on government or other stakeholders involved. Mm. Hazim, thousands of Chinese-owned companies are operating in Africa. In your opinion, how can linkages to global markets and investments be strengthened to improve opportunities for young entrepreneurs? How can youth become more engaged in global markets and investments? Okay, thank you for the question as well. I really appreciate that because we know that since the 21st century, under the framework of the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation, that is the FOCAC, the Chinese government has been promoting the development of China-Africa cooperation in many aspects. And especially with the promotion of the Belt and Road Initiatives, the China-Africa cooperation has taken a big step forward from this previous foundation and has come to a brand new development period. And also in this new period, the cooperation and development of China-Africa education has ushered in a period of great strategic opportunities, but at the same time, it also faces some challenges. So a correct understanding of these opportunities and challenges will help us better establish the concept of China-Africa cooperation. So I think, back to the question, I think uh, to improve the opportunities for youth entrepreneurs under this background, it is needed to improve the core competencies of youth entrepreneurs. And as young people ourselves, I think we should constantly update our ideology, take the initiative to participate in exchanges in various cultural environments, for example, and to maintain a sense of openness, to maintain a sense of competition, and also mm -hmm. to enhance our efficiencies of doing such kind of things. So this will allow us for a greater participation in global markets and investments in the future. Hazim, you mentioned the word policies. What policies can enable an entrepreneurial ecosystem that is conducive for the development of youth-led enterprises? I think first, without government policy and legal support, you know, more participation of young people in the global market and investments will never be realized. So I think there are many aspects that can be covered by the policy from the government. For example, in terms of promoting the improvement of the environment for youth entrepreneurship, for example, we can 
coordinate and strengthen the top level design for cooperation in helping those young people to go global, to integrate and optimize their resources for their career development, and also to build a platform for the resource sharing. I think that government departments should also set up some special financial allocations to increase financial support for related projects to help okay. those youth entrepreneurs. Back to year one. Generally, what policies would you say can be implemented for simplifying regulatory requirements and promoting entrepreneurship for youth seeking to venture in investing abroad? Uh, regarding to policies in terms of the entrepreneurial setup, we young people, whenever you feel like you want to and do business or to do a startup in a foreign country, for example, for China, number one, you have to observe the policies that are available in terms of human resource policies, in terms of technology policies, in terms of financial policies. The moment you observe, it will be easy for you to jump in with the knowledge that is provided in that particular country. But there are some specific policies that needed to be implemented to encourage startups for young people, such as financial aid, whereby the government or other stakeholders can jump in to provide or create a space such as the innovation hub, whereby they can promote competition or they can provide business plan. Another policy is government involving or introducing PPP, triple P, in terms of a private business partnership, of which we can see in China, whereby the government has a policy that enable private sectors to jump in to create a space and more job and more opportunities for young people with the help of policies that are favorable to private sectors and outsourcing also of uh, of the knowledge from the private to the government and government by versa. So looking into such kind of policies can enable young people to explore and achieve a lot in terms of entrepreneurial ecosystem and development and startup and also provision of fair labor laws whereby taxation doesn't hinder development and empowerment of young people because when there are limited tax that are given to a particular startup it can encourage them for example whereby subsidies are granted by government any startup that is ranging from zero to a certain figure cannot pay tax that one is another way of empowering them and developing them to pursue the startup or entrepreneurial development so these are some of few policies that are very crucial depending on the situation we are in now, whereby young people are always hindered by things like that, just financial constraint. So if government can allocate funds and encourage private sectors to provide the exchange of the technology and know-how and other resources to young people, it can ease the situation on youth. Hazim, in China, what kind of policies would you say can enhance or have already enhanced the access to affordable technology to enable young people to create new products and services. How's the situation in China? Okay, thank you so much. We know that since 2020, with the spirit of the pandemic, there are there has been a lot of news about the policies of some countries on tightening the review of foreign investment. So in this situation, it's more difficult to revive global cross-border investments than to resume production. Mm, I would like to share an example in China. Uh, in 1985, you know, the central government issued the decision on the reform of science and technology system. It is, a, it is a decision that opened the curtain on the reform of China's science and technology system. And this decision was to make universities and other research institutes willing to serve the economic development by changing the intensive mechanism. 
So at the same time, a number of new competitive science and technology inter companies were established, including like well, we have many programs related to this, for example, the Natural Science Foundation, the Spark program, the Torch program, and the uh, very famous 863 program in China. Mm-hmm. All these programs have corresponding policy goals to guide entrepreneurs to work in these directions. And this was a very important measure that not only adjusted the funding resources, but also established technology market reformed the management of also scientific research institutions and also to encourage those scientific related entrepreneurs to start their own business. Generally, what policies would you say can be implemented for simplifying regulatory requirements and promoting entrepreneurship for youth seeking to venture in investing abroad? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. So basically, I think communication with relevant institutions and other relevant parties can be strengthened and also uh, they can keep abreast of these progresses of investment projects and problems and to make good policy interpretation and solve key problems. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We'll see you there. Back to you, Awan. You are the co-founder of Youth Peace and Leadership Organization and also served as team lead at the Students Association of the BRI, Global Peace Ambassador for Global Peace Chain, Young African Leaders Initiative, and Africa Union Youth Volunteer. What, in your opinion, can be done to create decent jobs for youth in developing countries? Uh, thank you again. As we know, the challenge is already existing and the possible solutions are there regarding to the challenges. Coming to the solution, what should be done? Number one, as we see the inauguration of the first AU Youth Envoy Office of 2019, they came up with the African Union Youth Charter, which clearly outlined what can be done and what should be done and who should do it regarding to youth. And the key thing in that charter was cooperation among youth. The reason why cooperation become important is because what government cannot do, young people can do it. They can put, they can create an atmosphere whereby they can collaborate and partner with the fellow young Africans from other countries. So the key important thing in solving the issue that we have and how we can move forward as a young people is to establish the strong connection of sharing ideas and thought, skill and experience among ourselves that can boost our motivation to move forward, whereby government cannot do that because there are a lot of things that government focus on. So collaboration is number one, which is key. And number two is to allow the international stakeholders to be part of our journey in terms of sharing and the investment. So we have to encourage government to allow foreign direct investment in terms of sign in general, whereby young people are lacking and to focus on financial package, which which also come in as a challenge, but it can be a solution whereby we look into international donors and international big companies that operating in such different areas whereby young people are well equipped because technology expert in Africa now is really growing among young people. Also, 
we have to allow ourselves to be part of international arena in terms of sharing and implementing the international trade such as the BRI. BRI comes some of the advantages which young people can enjoy in terms of moving forward and bridging the gap between Africa and the rest of the world. So if we participate as young people, we transfer from abroad to home. That can also work as a tool for us to move forward and keep ourselves in terms of development. Awan, what policies would you say can enable an entrepreneurial ecosystem that is conducive for the development of youth-led enterprises? Thank you again. There are some quite positive policies that are practically happening. I can give the, the case of, of Rwanda, whereby the government introduced a policy to reduce tax from an, any youth that is starting, doing a startup, uh, ranging from zero to around 550 uh, uh, million uh, Rwanda France does not pay tax and also government provides subsidies. That one alone, it is a starting point for anyone who wants to do business in Rwanda. Mm. So whenever you feel that financial struggle is your problem, then government provides subsidies for you to start up and give you a period for you to, to be in that position of paying tax. So looking into tax policies and providing that small subsidy to, to youth is a way forward. Also, introduction of the national youth program, such as introduction of vocational training, exchange of, of knowledge with the foreign youth can also enable young people in various countries to learn from one another. And also, government has to play a part in smoothing this kind of policies that can attract investors because youth have the capability, but they cannot attract investors when the government does not play the key role. Hazim, how can the private sector expand support for skills development, job creation and building partnership through entrepreneurship? Towards this question, I think there are a lot of things that can be done. For example, we can, they can help to optimize the qualification management system and also to increase the support and training of talents. For example, as Awan just mentioned, I really, which I really agree with, for example, the vocational education for right. for uh, for the China-Africa cooperation is oriented to the markets of of many African countries right now, and it which not only involves the promotion of vocational education standard system to Africa, but also involves how to do a good job of connecting and managing vocational education. Uh, with Africa, yeah. Awan, how can we develop the skills for tomorrow's business leaders from digital to soft skills? As uh, as in retreat on, at the moment, the key important part is not a theoretical learning or a theoretical aspect of doing things. It is the practical aspect of doing things. And for youth currently, the key important part is to learn a practical skill that can enable you to be independent, that can enable you that can equip you to be yourself and do whatever you want. We cannot get it through soft skill or through speaking, but we can get it through practical experience. So a vocational training come in as the key part in developing young people to be most of their own instead of becoming spectators. BRI is one of a practical program that can enable youth from one country to another country to learn. Okay, Hazim, from where you stand here in China, how's the situation in your opinion? How can we develop the skills for tomorrow's business leaders from digital to soft skills? What's your take? Um, I think uh, in China there is an old saying, you know, uh, it's give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. 
but teach him how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. So, you know, in China, many entrepreneurs have been conducting the in-depth enterprise research. Those kind of research can help them to develop the training plans to help to promote those youths to be beneficial for their career development in the future. And those field research can help them to understand the realistic situation more clearly and truly and also to develop a more valuable, more effective and more feasible implementation plans for themselves. In China, we also have some pilot projects which use this similar approach to develop a, a specific and a reasonable training plan to help those young people based on the actual needs of the company through several in-depth surveys. Awan, in what ways can private and government sectors promote financing for youth who would like to develop their business skills? Regarding to financing, the role of government is to come up with the policy mm-hmm. and come up with the program that manage that specific task. So government can come up with the policy and such policy should be favorable and should be lenient in terms of involving private sectors. Government can provide subsidies. If not subsidies, government can also lower the tax on those private sectors in exchange of technology. So government can play a key role here, whereby the private sectors, they have the equipment, they have all the necessary tools. So government can provide loan to private sectors for private sectors to go and implement their program. That is one thing. Also, private sectors can play a role in terms of exchanging technology with the government. That technology can help government to initiate program related to youth that can enable them to learn practical things. So the role of private and public partnership come in here, whereby the programs that are developed for youth are financed through loan or through subsidies, but they are implemented by private companies. Hazim, I'd like to hear from you. If you had two minutes with some corporate leaders, what would you say to some of the corporate leaders of the world? I think it is needed to keep in mind that we are having a shared future. We have to keep this in mind. So that is the precondition for us to collaborate with each other. So I think it is very important to find our common target. So this can help us make progress in such kind of collaborations. Awan, I'm also going to ask you the same question. If you had two minutes with some corporate leaders, what would you say to some corporate leaders of the world? I would like to tell them that, you know, job is very important and to have employees is also important. But the most important thing is the human resource. We know that the value of human resource is very crucial. Always put your employees above your money. Money does not make itself, but employees make the money. If you put your employees above your personal profit, then you will prosper at the end of the day. But if you don't allow employees to be the, the priority, then you are doing a wrong thing. That is where government come in, in terms of regulating the labor. So because without government regulation, some other companies abuse that space and that law. So government has to be strict in terms of regulating the laws, the labor laws. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. Hazim and Awan, thank you for joining us today in this discussion on youth engagement in poverty eradication and the future job creation. You are both youth based in China. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight. Thank you, too. Thank you so much for having us here today. We really learned a lot from each other's views. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.